everyone. You're listening to Save Me an Isle Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Yo, yo. And this week is our special week episode where Matt... (laughs) Where Matt actually is going to present to us his show. So, Matt, I'm going to let you take it away from here. Alrighty. So, yeah, we have a strange and wild treat for you all. I'm going to be going over the musical Cannibal, or Cannibal the Musical. (laughs) Um, A lot of you are probably going to be like, what in the world is that? Well, let me tell you. I'm Um, already concerned. (laughs) (laughs) So, Cannibal the Musical was created in 1993 as an independent musical black comedy. So it was filmed, directed, written, produced, and co-scored by the wonderful Trey Parker of South Park and the Book of Mormon fame. Whoop, whoop. So if that is your kind of humor, South Park and Book of Mormon, then this will be right up your alley. Either way, I, th- I think it's just an interesting ride to listen to altogether. Does this um, need a uh, content warning? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Mama, um, if you're listening. <laughs> it is... Uh, <laughs> About a cannibal, so yeah, it's it's no bueno. So fear all who who enter. <laughs> so our story is loosely based off of a person named Alfred Packer. So he was also known as the Colorado Cannibal. So he's a self-proclaimed professional wilderness guide, and he confessed to cannibalism during the winter of 1874. Okay. <laughs> so this story. Yeah, yes. About a trip that he took with a couple miners from Utah to Colorado. They're trying to head to Breckenridge to make a stake out a claim for themselves on a mining operation. So they needed a guide, and he was the guide. Bad pick? Yeah. yeah. In 2001, there were stage productions done off Broadway in New York, and it mostly continued to find small theaters across America for a couple years. Hmm. So nothing super you know, Broadway hits like Book of Mormon is doing right now, since it was kind of Trey's work that he was doing in college. Oh. Uh, in 2011, one of the producers, Jason McHugh, released a book titled Spadoinkle, <laughs> The Making of Cannibal, the Musical. It chronicled all aspects of the creation and the cult phenomenon behind it. Nice. And yeah, that's pretty much the background of it, so we can just hop right into the story. There's not really, like, an intermission or anything it's just kind of one continuous story of the shenanigans that these miners went through Alrighty, so the show begins with a gruesome reenactment of the cannibalism which was described by an attorney at alfred packer's 1883 trial a haggard packer played by trey parker himself insists that was not how things happened so during a break trial packer is enticed by a journalist polly pry to tell the real side of the story, his side of the story, which happens via flashbacks. He begins with tales of better times where it is just him and his horse Leanne traveling around and just having a great time in the song Spadoinkle. <laughs> it is very dumb and has the lines, my heart is full like a baked potato. <laughs> I love that My heart line. too is that's full like a baked perfect. potato. Yeah, yeah, that's so that's the most full it can be. Everything's great, and it's a spadoinkle day. <laughs> All right. Put that on a shirt. So, yes. 
1873, Packer was part of a group of miners in Utah who hear of prospects in Breckenridge. Together, the group sets out into the Colorado Territory to go stake their claim, like I said. The group's original guide, Lucky Larry, is killed via lightning strike (laughs) right before Packer shows up. So they are needing some new guide, and Packer is nominated as a replacement, saying that he was previously from that area, and he could definitely get people there. So he estimates that it's going to be a three-week journey as for a party of five miners to head out there. So the party of five that's joining him in the group is Shannon Wilson Bell, an aspiring Mormon priest, James Humphrey. This guy was forced by his father to join this trip. Oh. And the father is like, no, I remember you saying that you wanted to go out and, uh, you know, see the world and go on an adventure. No, I didn't. <laughs> so he's like, nope, you're going. He He's on board. Nice. So he gets sent on out there. We got Frank Miller. So he's a cynical butcher who's very reluctant to join the party. Um, and is just kind of like the Debbie Downer of the group. And then we have George Noon who's a teenager, and he just wants to meet pretty women out in Breckenridge. You huh. know, he's 19 and just really just wants to get laid. <laughs> and then we have Israel Swan, and he is the opposite of the cynical butcher. He's just a pure optimist the entire story. Aww. So, like, no matter what they go through, he is just staying positive. So they start off on this projected three-week journey. And we hard cut to four weeks later. Oh, the group oh. is attempting to visit Provo for supplies, and they're convinced they are lost. And pretty much throughout the entire story, anytime Packer is asked how, like, where they're going or any kind of directional thing, he is very not confident. Or at least that's how he, how Trey kind of does the voice, and it's it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> they ask a local for directions. And essentially is just an old deranged man and just warns them of warns them of impending doom awaiting for them in the mountains. To the point where he's doom <laughs> I love it. It's it's really stupid. Nice. Um, so the group eventually makes it to Provo and they gather supplies. They notice as they're shopping for supplies that there's three fur trappers out just kind of checking out Packer's horse Liam. They say that it's an Arabian horse and those are trapping horses. So they're like, ah, what are they doing with you guys? And the uh, trappers kind of make it known that they are not too big a fan of miners, calling them diggers for most of the conversation. And yeah, just pretty much just like these big muscly jocks, (laughs) these cool trappers, you know, they got all these furs and stuff. Most of them having ridiculous mustaches. Nice. So yeah, it's pretty good. So the group heads back to camp and they all start singing a song called That's All I'm Asking For where they are going over what they're all interested in for going on this trip, like what they're trying to find. So some of them are just looking to make a kajillion dollars. <laughs> Other ones are just trying to meet a girl. The priest wants to just make a new church, and the butcher just wants to open up his own shop, and Packer just kind of wants to keep on going with life, you know, having a good time with him and Leanne. So time. they all nap or take a the big siesta and they wake up the next day and find out that Packer's horse Leanne is missing. Leanne, no! Yeah, his best friend, his only companion. So they go and search the surrounding area for Leanne and Belle, the the priest, ends up getting his leg stuck in a bear trap. Oh boy. (laughs) And they add some slapstick to it where they're 
they're like trying to get it off and then it closes on him again and oh it's just, it just all all bad but they <laughs> manage to he manages to keep the leg it doesn't go like all the way through he just has like these stab wounds really Blech. and yeah it's it's not great so next the group has to end up crossing the green river and it goes just about as great as you would imagine as unprepared <laughs> travelers would would do so the whole party make it across and they lose a bunch of stuff they're all soaking wet and they're asking packers like are there any other rivers we have to cross and he's like well no just the colorado <laughs> side note the colorado river is a big river oh no so packard has no idea what he's doing course not no so the the next night packer ends up singing kind of like a love ballad of when i was on top of you and it's just kind of this heartfelt song about his horse leanne and it's not like creepy it's just sung in a way that's like a love song to a person like to a to a girl or something to a horse but it's about his horsey and it's really funny also that when he's singing that that night they're all bundled up two by two in sleeping bags naked to warm up because they're all in water and the the young guy he's just like you know what i'm just gonna try and make this better i'm gonna think of a nice young girl sleeping night next to me and the butcher is the one next to him and he's like what (laughs) (laughs) okay no you aren't um we again cut to the next day where the group is soaking wet again and they're all fuming mad at Packer as they just crossed the Colorado River. They're like, oh yeah, it's just a small river. That was a <laughs> load of crap. So they're very annoyed, and as they're traveling along, they end up spotting two Indians, and they're forced to go to the tribe's camp. Now, in what I was seeing, it was the Indians, in quotes, are played by Japanese actors, are clearly speaking Japanese, and they have katanas. Nice. The strangest um, Indians I've ever seen. Yeah, so um, obviously that's like the big joke and was not done like... Maliciously? It's, yeah, it's it's all in, in good fun. But they are dressed as Indians, so it's, it's a little <laughs> strange. But the fact that they have katanas kind of <laughs> sent it over. So when they brought back to camp, there's actually a good tribe. The chief warns them of a winter storm coming. And allows them to stay at the tribe, or at the camps, so that way they don't end up dying out there. But they also find out that the trappers are there as well. (gasps) Plot twist. So, there's tensions running high. Packer accuses them of stealing his his horse. But they're like, nah, man, she she never belonged to you anyway. And they, they sing the trapper song, which is essentially them just bragging about how great they are and all the things they do. Of course. Um. Story returns to the present, where Packer is sentenced to death by hanging in Lake City. So it's all sad, and that night Polly reveals that she has a growing affection for him. And the song, The Side of Me, and it's a pretty typical, like, oh, what are these strange feelings? Like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, I'll just go with them, kind of thing. It's not really, like, super comedic, but there is one where she's singing on a stairwell, and a guy comes down the stairwell, and he's like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> I love and he it. Just walk, he just walks away. So she rushes to Packer in the morning to continue the story. So goes back into the flashbacks. So the men are setting actually out into the wilderness, even with the warnings of the chief about the storm, after Packer learns that the trappers have actually already left as well. 
So the group is kind of suspicious of Packer at this time, so they think he's only really interested in finding the trappers to find his horse, but Packer's just trying to uh, go in with the idea that he can get them through there and get them over to uh, Breckenridge at a good time. Bell, the priest, his temper is starting to kind of wane, or get, not wane, but grow bigger, and he is very angry as his bear trap wound is now developing gangrene. Oh, no. <laughs> so, kind of rightfully mad, I guess. Oh, Probably yeah. Probably messing with them a little bit. As they're tra- uh, traveling through the frozen country, they run into a foreboding cyclops. It's actually a tall mountain man that was wounded during the Civil War where a Union soldier shot him in the eye, so he's a southern boy. He's big and giant, and his eye socket shoots out a lot of pus, and it's really gross. Um, after a sh- short little conversation, the Cyclops becomes mad when he realizes that Packer and the men aren't good old southern boys when they can't finish the lyrics of Dixie, oh. and the group has to run away from the raging monster. Yikes. So yeah, now they are, they ran from a monster, they're lost in the woods in the winter, so they are frostbitten, and they manage to escape, but yeah, they're running dangerously low on food. Swan, the optimist, is trying to keep spirits up, and he sings a song, Let's Build a Snowman. <laughs> it is not as good as, snowman? it is not like that. He's just like, <laughs> it's like hey, snowman. let's make a snowman, we can make him our best friend, he can be anything we want. And Miller just kind of has enough of that and smashes it with a pickaxe. My best friend! Yeah, this one isn't really too beat up by it. He just kind of keeps going on. There is a moment where he is makes like a little rut in the snow and starts tap dancing and making like the tap dancing noises. Oh. <laughs> and later on, a couple people are questioning like, how, how did he do that? <laughs> nice. But eventually, the food is completely gone, so the crew has to resort to eating their shoes. Yeah, they're just completely and utterly lost in the snow-covered Rocky Mountains. I have a a fact about why people would eat their shoes. Mm. It's because back then, it was made out of dehydrated leather. So if you boiled it in water again, it just became basically just like cow skin, and you could eat it for protein. There's actually a shot of them boiling a shoe, I believe. Yeah, so back then, it was made out of, you know... The dried leather, so you're basically just rehydrating it, and then it's protein again. So, nowadays it wouldn't work, but back then, made perfect sense. Sucks, but makes sense. Yep. The next day, Swan tries to brighten everybody's spirits up again. He tries to do, let's build a snowman again, but out of just pure frustration, Belle, who is the priest, just shoots him in the head. Oh! Just dead. Oh, Oh, Um, no! Yeah, and so they're like, oh my god, is he dead? <laughs> well, his brains are everywhere. Go, oh, Goodness. Um, Do you want to commit a murder? <laughs> yeah. So they they bring the body along as they travel, and that night when they camp, discussions get kind of dire, and then they end up speaking about eating Swan's body. They eventually come to terms with it, and Miller cuts up the body. Uh, everybody eats, but Bell does not. He refuses. He can shoot a guy, uh, but he can't eat a guy? Come on. Packer ends up having a ballet-inspired dream about himself, Leanne, and Cabazon, who's the head trapper dude who does most of the talking. But one body can only last so long, so after a few more days, the party is losing hope again, which leads them to talk about sacrificing one of their own. So there is a reprise of that's all I'm asking for again, but this time a little bit more dire on the lyrics. (laughs) Uh, They're getting a little bit hostile and, 
and down. But Packer convinces them that, he, hey, I'm going to do one more scouting trip. We'll figure this out. But when he returns, Bell has killed everyone else. Jeez. He oh. claims they planned on killing and eating him after Packer left. And Packer and Bill have a fight. And, yeah, essentially just have to uh, try and kill each other. Okay. After multiple, multiple attempts of Packer stabbing Bell with, like, a butcher's knife, a spear, just all sorts of stuff. Eventually, Bell will fall. And, uh, and yeah, Packer is just forced to eat everyone and wait out winter at that camp. Jeez. Yeah, you know, a bunch of fresh bodies. Gross. So Packer then arrives in the town of Sawatch to find that his horse, Leanne, has been taken by the trappers. <gasps> oh, no. The sheriff finds it suspicious that Packer didn't arrive with his party and actually attempts to arrest him in a saloon. They all kind of start theorizing that Packer ate everybody. I mean... Um, a big bar fight breaks out, and Packer brutally attacks Cabazon's groin with a fighting cool. style he learned from the Indians. Nice. Um, this actually leaves him with a permanent high-pitched voice for the rest of the scene. <laughs> Even back in, like, present day. Nice. It's hilarious. Packer ends up trying to flee to Wyoming, but is later caught and brought back to Colorado for his judgment. Ba -ba -ba. So we go back to present day in uh, Lake City. The town breaks out in a song called Hang the Bastard, Oh, where they're just like, yeah, let's fucking kill him. <laughs> um, and you know it's kind of like that old timey like hey we got nothing better to do let's see somebody die so yep. we're just all kind of celebrating Packard's imminent death he is saved at the last minute by Polly who arrives on Leanne for some reason Yep. she reveals that he has going to stay of execution from the governor stating that he cannot be convicted of a state crime since Colorado wasn't a state at the time of the incident <laughs> oh, hey. oh, oh loopholes Loophole. So Cavazone shows up and wants revenge for the bar fight in Sawatch. He claims the town wants to see bloodshed and tries to trigger the gallows. The Indian chief ends up riding in and saves Packer by cutting <laughs> his rope with a katana right before beheading Cavazone. Oh, okay. Just like, whatcha! Uh, this satisfies the crowd's bloodlust. Packer decides that he doesn't need Leanne anymore and chooses to stay with Polly. Jeez. To love each other. And the Indian chief asks him, like, hey, you you know what that horse? That's a good horse. He's like, no, I don't need any more. And he's like, oh, okay. And just chases after her with the katana held high. And then, yeah, our show ends with the couple kissing. And that's just kind of the end of the story. Yo, what? Yeah, it was wild, wasn't it? It's so wild. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, what? <laughs> familiar to me though and i don't so, know why so they went from this to book of mormon eventually i mean it's not that big of a leap <laughs> right like <laughs> that's very interesting yeah wow interestingly enough i was curious so i looked it up cannibal the musical is on rotten tomatoes oh it received a 63 percent wow that's with honestly not bad <laughs> With an audience score of 82%. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, so like people I said, love this. It does have like a cult following, hence why that book was made. Okay. There's, it's, it's probably going to be like that for anything that Trey and Matt end up doing. Also, Matt is, does play roles in this whole production. 
Actually, like, a lot of his friends were. Like I said, it was college times. But oh, he wasn't, yeah. like, officially on any of the, like, credits. Oh, okay. He was, he was just, like, friends. Yeah, so it, Matt, Matt is there. So they've always been a dynamic duo for, damn, feels like all of time. Everyone but, needs a Matt in their life. Yeah, it, hey, it's a pretty good guy. <laughs> <laughs> the goodest of boys, you could say. <laughs> yes. Plus some lads. <laughs> but no, if it, if you like South Park humor, that kind of like upfront, not afraid to be offensive stuff, it's it's right up there. It's it's a fun time. And I actually have a treat for everybody that it is all on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing, about an hour and a half, and it's it's a lot of fun. We will put a link to that in our show notes so that you can also take a peek. Mm-hmm. So for so we're doing a, a different format for this one. Since this show is so short, we are actually going to take a little intermission for ourselves right now, and we'll come back with more information. So Kylie, you have a theater fact for us? Yep. So Broadway runs for 33 full miles, of which 18 miles are not even within New York City limits. Oh. It begins from Lower Manhattan at Bowling Green and runs north to Bronx all the way to Albany. Interesting. It's a big street. Long street. (laughs) And as an extra fun fact, during the Dutch settlement in America, the Broadway street was called Hurtevig. The name Broadway is the literal English translation of the early known Dutch name. Ah, so maybe it's like Bredeve. Yeah, it might be Bredeve. It's spelled Bredeve. Weg, but we're guessing, so sorry. Great. So yeah, Brendavay, that sounds, that makes sense. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Alright. Big so, street, though. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge, that's a really long street. So we are going to go ahead and take our intermission and come back with some more info for you guys. Okay, so special treat, we took our intermission and spent that time watching the movie Cannibal. And yeah! Uh, Oh my god. <laughs> so, what'd you guys think? Oh my god. <laughs> that was incredible. It, it was certainly something. See, my expectations. <laughs> Were you expecting not much? <laughs> yeah, it was um, not what I was expecting, but it was definitely funny i I really like the humor of it but still also dark which is really fun i mean in a musical called cannibal yeah probably gonna be pretty dark oh yeah 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 Uh, so yeah sometimes with musicals listening to just the soundtrack you can pick up a lot of the story on this one since it doesn't have too many songs i would highly recommend watching it if you are like interested in learning more about it because it's a trip and Please watch it. <laughs> it's just an yeah. hour and a half. I mean, it's not that bad. It's great. Trey, Trey Parker is a treat. <laughs> just a lot of his facial expressions through a lot of the film is uh, great because he just looks completely lost and clueless the entire time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Alfred Packer. Yeah, yeah, Packer. So you said Trey Parker. Well, yeah, it's the actor. No, he wasn't. Played by Trey Parker. Yeah, he was. No, he was played by I like Juan it. something. No. 
That's that what was it said Trey the, Parker. That's what it said in the credits. What do you think, Carly? I'm speechless. <laughs> so we all have the same reaction, so that's good. Yes. I, my favorite thing is the baked potato line. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my heart is as full as a baked potato. Oh, you're right. I thought it was played by him. Yeah. Maybe it was like in the original play stuff I was reading. Oh, it was definitely him singing. I remember now why Juan Schwartz was weird to me. Uh-huh. That's just what Trey Parker credited himself as at that time. He didn't put himself as Trey Parker. He put so himself it's... as Juan Schwartz. It is Trey Parker. Oh my god. I was like, that name sounds familiar, and then I just remembered from my ratings. That's just what he put himself as. I don't know why. Yeah, it was an interesting, interesting show, and I can see, like... Even from early on, his humor was just <laughs> very outside the box. Mm-hmm. So I, I really appreciated it. It was very. <laughs> yeah, you can you can definitely see a lot of his, a lot of little notes from his later work that become super successful that he probably you know borrowed from, from pieces here. Yeah, right. His, his roots of <laughs> wanting to put Mormons in all of his stuff. oh my gosh yeah yeah there's there's legit one one moment where a voice off screen is just cartman yes (laughs) it's great (laughs) so we we do we do recommend you watch it again the music is good but it doesn't quite tell the story as well so Mm -hmm. we do recommend watching it see all the all the jokes as well just the and not only the sassy humor of like Cannibalism, but just like stupid humor. A bunch of grown men just like dancing by a fire, and yeah, just like little jokes that that you like. You have to like experience them falling through the river and like yeah, horse farts all the time. Those <laughs> little things that just build up on yeah, themselves. It, yeah, it makes the show for sure. So. Yeah, so that's all on YouTube. Also, Amber, you what, you want to talk about the one you found on Amazon? Yes. So not only is this, I guess, on the internet, but you can also buy it on DVD. So I did find that on Amazon, for example. Amazon holds everything. <laughs> and the edition that I found on Amazon was Anniversary Edition, and it actually includes director commentary. But not just any commentary. Drunken director commentary. and it's apparently like infamous and amazing so i have a sudden need to watch this with (laughs) drunken director commentary and just see what they were thinking when they made this holy crap right i am i'm really curious so maybe we'll uh we'll snag a copy of that and come back with more information but i mean this was like his college days right there's, I guess just wanted to just make whatever. They they did that. <laughs> they did, uh, yeah. Uh, I wonder what I'm his college sure professor I was thinking. Ever... Like, also, I had my college years. I had some crazy college years, but I never thought, <laughs> hmm, cannibalism. Musical material. So, it is what it is, I guess. It It is what it is. Very yeah, I don't, So, like, we usually give a lot of to some musicals of like how did this story become become one and this this might be the tippy topper 
This one's definitely yeah. like he was searching for a weird story to turn into something. And he found it. Mm-hmm. He did. He did indeed. Gold star. <laughs> Gold star. I'm almost, I'm almost more curious to see it on stage. Yeah, I don't know how it would Because how it I really want to see how they portray it. Because there was definitely a lot of very... There's a lot of obvi- obvious props in the movie, right? Like there's fake heads and limbs and mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff like that, right? And it just looks ridiculous on screen, but like how you would port and all the like blood spraying and like the ooze from the eye like how would you portray all that on stage i'm mm-hmm. really curious yeah and, and all- i did actually see online that at least as of like 2017 there there were still like productions going on so i don't know what the fate of this musical is right now but kind of want someone to put it on yeah but if we so if we ever find a show doing it, we're definitely going to go see it for sure <laughs> if any of you know someone who's looking for a musical to do Tell them to do, do Cannibal one. and then invite us. And then us. invite us. <laughs> yes. Yes. We will come sh- see your show. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Also, apparently there's a game for this. Is that right? Yes. So I originally, I found like a, a cannibalonstage.com website, which is information about like the past productions. And there's a game on that website that you need flash player to play but it's kind of like a create or a follow the adventure kind of story it seems i played a few slides of it so it gives you a scenario and you pick what you would do that kind of thing and then i also found a link to a cannibal the musical game that apparently is available in the app store and it looks kind of like mario ish like walking on the ground and jumping off onto like the platform and jumping over bad guys and that kind of thing it looks like (laughs) I don't know if it's still available, but if it is, maybe check it out because it looks kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll also post the links for that in our show notes as well, in case you want to check those out. I love when like musicals like this take on other forms of media because you're going to see yes. how like it just takes over the world. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, especially with this one because this is essentially yeah, absurdity. Yes. Yeah. Has a lot of absurd things going on. I love it. It's so it's so great. <laughs> and like most of the cast is just like all of his friends just getting together and doing this. So they probably had a great time filming it. Oh, absolutely. It's look like they're having a lot of fun. Also, this is inspiration for all of you out there that are trying to maybe write your own musical. Yeah, just Should it be about cannibals. Maybe, maybe not. But if you have an idea. Get some friends to perform it and see what happens, because you never know. You can make a musical out of anything. So go, Apparently follow you your just, dreams. You just need 70 grand. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you, you can know, do it. That was, that was the budget for it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, does anyone have any final thoughts on this? I thoroughly enjoyed this assignment. <laughs> <laughs> you did I well in your homework. Desire, I now have the desire to live each day. As a My heart day? is full of as a baked potato. As, as full as a baked potato. And I think I know what I mean. And I think I know my, what I mean by that. So I will aspire to feel that way. <laughs> I want my heart to feel as full as a baked potato. Especially during these trying times right now. <laughs> the baked potato to keep me comforted. So. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, and I mean, you're probably not going to understand what that means until you actually watch the movie. But yeah, so just live your life to the fullest. Make it a spudoinkle day and uh. Yeah. Guess we'll just close that episode out here. Yes. 
All right, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening to this very strange episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. We hope you enjoyed it, because we certainly did. It was great. And we hope you look into the other forms of this media as well, just to give it some love. If you have any helpful tips or comments, as usual, you can reach out to us at savemeanisleseat at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at saveanisleseat on Twitter. We definitely want to hear your guys' views on this after you give it a watch, because it's great. If or you, if you've already seen it, please let us know. <laughs> please let us know, for sure. Also, would be very, we'd be very appreciative if you could leave us a review anywhere that you listen to your podcast, whether that be on Apple or Google, etc. We're on a couple places. We would really appreciate that. So thanks, guys. We'll see you on the next episode, which I don't remember what we're doing, but we're doing it. It'll be an episode. It'll be an episode. Over a musical. Of something. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. You can find more episodes and shows similar to this at www.ragtagnetwork.com. Follow us on Twitter at Save an Isle Seat. We make this show just for the fun of it, but if you would like to support what we do, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash save me an aisle seat. This episode was brought to you by the Ragtag Network.